The information in this program is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any illness or disease or injury. Consult a qualified health practitioner for answers to your personal medical questions. This is Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Are you or your loved one in pain, facing surgery, or taking drugs with no end in sight? Don't give up hope. Dr. Yardley has had success with thousands of patients who previously tried all kinds of different procedures, but to no avail. Patients come from around the world to right here in the Northwest to get treatment from Dr. Yardley. So listen and learn about his unique and natural methods and the possibilities for you. This is Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley. I'm with Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C. Frank, I've got a question for you. Goody. Okay, fire away. Okay, so is health the absence of symptoms? Health the absence of symptoms. Well, it is possible to be unhealthy without symptoms. That's correct. So I would have to say that no, health is health, and the symptoms may or may not be present for whatever illness you have. So are you suggesting that you can actually have symptoms and be healthy? You can feel like crap, and it's actually healthy. Sure, absolutely. Okay, and you would be right. I mean, based on everything science knows, you cannot define health. As being the absence. All right, let, let's go into this a little bit. Explain what you mean. Okay, let's take Patrick Swayze, diagnosed okay. with not stage one, but stage four pancreatic cancer, February of 2007. Out of nowhere, you're right. Exactly. You go back 90 days, this guy's riding horses, he's making movies, he's buff, he's sexy, and he's terminally ill. See, you don't get to stage four without going through stage one, stage two, stage three, and to get to stage four. Right. The problem was he didn't know it. His, he didn't manifest symptoms. That's right. And the bigger problem was that his doctors didn't know it. And right. In fact, he died of the same disease that Michael Landon died of at about the same age 10 years before him, hmm. and the same disease that Steve Jobs died of at about the same age. Let's say you and I, Frank, go out and eat dinner. Let's go. say we go out and um, eat Chinese. Okay. Instead of chicken chow mein, let's say we get... Tomaine. Oh, yeah, as in tomaine food poisoning? Tomaine poisoning. Oh, I hate food poisoning. Isn't it? Oh. A, this poison's going to make it into the lining of your stomach, and right. there's going to be little sensors that determine that this is, these are bad actors. We right. don't want these here. Get these guys out. Brain smart. What does it do? Muscles go into spasm. It's a mad dash for the john. You're up checking all <laughs> the way. It's a bad memory. It is. Yes, it is awful. But it's too late. Some of it's already made it past the pyloric sphincter. Right. Doesn't it's matter. You're, in it, your it's intestine. Already, yeah, it's acting. Yeah, the brain's smart. It knows. Can't go that way. Got to go this way. Oh, no. Mad dash to the john, and it's the other end, right? Yep. All night long, you're yep. up. If it's not one end, it's the other Worst end. Worst 12 hours of your life. Feel like crap. Yeah, absolutely. Literally. literally. Yeah. So the question is, is this a healthy response? Are you sick or are you healthy? Are you healthy being sick? Is it, what would that be? It's, it's, it's a very healthy response. It is, in fact, saving your life. Okay. So even though you've got symptoms, as you suggested right at the beginning, you can have symptoms right. and be very healthy. This is a, a oh, prime example. Your body is reacting normally and in a healthy manner to expel the bad stuff. Right. I'm with you. You and I both have daughters. We've had little babies. Yes, we have. What happens when a baby comes down with a fever? What's going on? Body is heating up to kill the bacteria. Okay. And that's a good thought. Or the virus. You, if you take a look at it, what's happened is you've got an army of bacterium that's trying to take over that child's body. Right. And if it's successful, it will kill the child. But it's not without defenses. It's got an army of white blood cells fighting. So you've got this war going on. Yep. But the white blood cells have one tremendous ally. It's called the brain. 
And the brain knows what you and I don't, and that is that that invading bacterium are febrile sensitive. They can't handle a temperature change with a heck. So what happens is the brain starts jacking the temperature up. Right. Blood cells are fine. It kills the invading bacterium. Yep. And it looks at it and says, this is pretty good, but there's still a lot of them. So let's try the other end. And it runs the temperature down and it creates a chill. That kills more of them. All night long, the temperature's going up and down, up and down. Right. Does the child feel happy? No, it's miserable. But is it a healthy response? Absolutely, it is. Which is why, you know, it's they tell you when you have a small child now, you don't, you don't immediately give the child uh, something to lower the temperature, ibuprofen or aspirin, if the child spikes a low-grade temperature. You just don't do that. Used to. Yes, in the old days. Yes. Well, that's the problem when you're dealing with this. We don't have all the information yet. So what makes you think we've got all the information today? We don't know, do we? Right, no. So that's why inherent to the process that we advocate is the body heals itself and it makes those determinations. Let's talk about osteoporosis. A big jump, but I'll bite. Go ahead. Well, you see, drugs override normal body functions mm-hmm. and, and they create additional health problems. Sure they do. They save lives at times. Yep. In osteoporosis, if you take a look at it, bone has a life cycle. It has cells that create bones. These are called osteoblasts. And it has cells that create uh, break bone down. And these are called osteoclasps. Okay. Both are essential to the life cycle of bone. You create bone, but you've got to get rid of the bone when it gets old and the spongy stuff. Now, all of the osteoporosis medications on the market work one way. They kill the osteoclasts. What's that mean? It means that they've killed the life cycle of the bone. So the osteoblasts continue to keep producing bone, Mm -hmm. so the bone gets more dense initially, but now you've got no way of getting rid of the old and bad bone. And so Mm -hmm. the the actual quality of the bone deteriorates. And in fact, as a direct result of this, there are over 4,000 ladies that have necrosis of the jaw. You see, the jaw is the fastest reproducing bone in the body. Necrosis is death of. So as a direct result of this medication, they've actually killed their jaws. So their jawbone has died. Exactly. So it's just one example of uh, how medication overrides normal body functions. And although medication is essential, we're glad that we have it. Um, it uh, in the treatment of chronic illnesses, there's often better ways to go. So when we talk about the Yardley Institute... And what you do, which is restoring the brain and body connection. Yes. How does that relate to the medications that we take to eliminate the symptoms? It's handling the health issues a totally different way. In what way is that? It's tapping into the inherent ability of the body to heal itself. So you're basically helping the body do what it is built to do. Right. Rather than patching it up, you're correcting underlying causes. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not offering a cure to osteoporosis. I do think that there are more natural ways to go at it. Other things that can be done, and we certainly guide our practice members in those directions. Are you in pain, facing surgery, or taking drugs with no end in sight? Dr. Yardley is here to help. His gentle, non-invasive treatment allows the body to heal naturally with no drugs or surgery. Learn more at YardleyInstitute.org. It's Todd Herman here at the Philip Patient of Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C. Brent is with me. Hey, Brent, was there a specific medical situation you're facing that sent you to the Yardley Institute? I was having severe uh, sciatic pains and problems with my neck. I know you're a contractor. Was it limiting you? Very much so. I mean, I play soccer, ski, snowboard, and I found myself unable to do most of these things, and I didn't want to do surgery. Tell me about your response upon the first gentle, non-invasive 
invasive treatment. It just kind of felt like he was putting a slight amount of pressure on there, not a great deal. And then it was done. And, you know, it was less than 30 seconds, something like that. And the next day I was actually able to move and my left leg where my sciatica really originates started lessening and I was able to move it much more easily. What's different in your life and your work now that you've been through the treatments at the Art Institute? People have noticed my amount of energy is back. And I run up and down the stairs now. I can do that again. I can take two stairs at a time. And it's just amazing. What do you say to people who are sitting on the fence going, "Ah, I don't know if I want to go to the Arthur Institute? Don't wait. Do it now. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. We are here. Welcome back. We are going to be talking to one of Dr. Yardley's uh, clients here in just a second, Valida. What can you tell me about Valida, Dr. Yardley? Well, you know, I, I love every patient that I get the chance to take care of. Some are just a little bit more special for different okay. reasons. And Valida is just one of those people. She uh, she travels from Vashan Island uh, and has done for years. Okay. Uh, for care, I've taken care of her probably well over 10 years. And I remember at one point she was going to retire to Brazil. And I could see her sitting on the Brazilian beach, you know, sipping on a, uh, a margarita or whatever it is they make down there. And uh, it. But one problem was she didn't have anyone down there that could take care of her. So, you know, she kind of proposed that maybe I could go down there with her and <laughs> part of her baggage. Of course, I'm married with kids, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she was uh, – she was, and I keep teasing her about that. Why don't we get her on the line here and chat with her? Valita, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Dr. Yardley is here, too. Hi, Valita. Hello, Dr. Yardley. He's ready to go to Brazil with you, uh, Valida. <laughs> well, I'll go if he'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Valida, Somebody's t- got to keep me walking. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk to me about that. Um, I, I, that's very fascinating to me that you would say somebody's got to keep me walking. What was your condition? What were you suffering from before you went to see Dr. Yardley? I've been afflicted for years with uh, sciatic pain, which uh, sometimes would go into spasms spasms that would put me down wherever I was, uh, and often making it impossible to walk until they passed. And even when there were no spasms, and eventually they did go away, it was just raw pain. I had to teach myself not to look at my hand when I took it out of my pocket looking for blood. There is no blood. It just feels like it. It was so raw, and it was so hard to walk, I was in, and I couldn't sleep. I was just sleeping and sitting in chairs or cars were the hardest two things to do. I understand you had some arm and and, uh, shoulder problems, too. That came later, but yes, I did. Uh, And I, you know, I have learned from him over the years, you know, these things are happening because of when I'm out of alignment, those nerves that serve those areas are being pinched by the vertebra out of place. And it's just clobbering my nerves. Let's say, Doctor Yardley, take, do you want to put that in plain language? She did a real great job. But. She really did. I think her her language should probably be better than mine. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know the, the the spine itself when it starts getting in trouble because you got one leg short than the other, one hip higher than the other, things get twisted, and then over time things break down, and now we got a mess. And we have to. Hey, wait, I was in, yes, yes, I was in so much pain. Could you walk and, for any distance at all, Valida? You know, it's easier to walk, strangely enough, when I've heard other people with a similar condition say, so easier to walk uphill. Downhill was killing. But no, I couldn't walk for very long. I mean, I would go to the beach and then be looking for a stick to uh, use as a cane because I just couldn't put enough pressure on it to walk comfortably. I was, in, you know, I was losing mobility steadily. So you went to see Dr. Yardley. 
and he changed everything. He changed everything. Well, let's start with the procedure. Was uh, was it a highly invasive procedure? Did he put you on oh, a... No, no, no. They just do one thing, and it always works. I used to amuse me to say to my friends, my leg hurts, I'm going to go get my neck adjusted. <laughs> and, and then I would, and I would come back walking all normal again. So he literally helped you walk normally. What? Tell me about what happened to your pain. What was it? A hundred percent gone. What did he do? Uh, well, that's what he did, and over time the pain subsided. You know, when I'm not out of alignment, once I've healed up from the inflammation, I don't have any pain. None whatsoever. But not really. No. And what has that meant to you in your life? I mean, it's when you live a oh, life of pain, you tend to limit what you do in your life. What has this meant to your life? Oh, it's given it back to me. It's absolutely given it back to me. At, the, at some point, it was so bad that I was wondering how long it would be before I was thinking maybe two years and I would end my life, because that was no life. I mean, I, I, when it was first at its worst, I just remembered, I would lie in bed at night in an agony and want to turn over and get off that hip, but I would wait until the pain in my leg was greater than I knew from experience the pain was going to be to turn over. It was that bad. Boy, to lay in your bed at night and evaluate what would be the le- least painful position yes, to yes. lay in, that's not any way to live. No, that's what I decided. I, I was really thinking I would check myself out. I was, gonna, I was just going to do a suicide if it didn't get better because that is no, you can't live that way. But it did get better. Yes, it did. The, these adjustments have made all the difference. They, well, they made, yeah, they made the critical. They gave me back my life. Would you recommend what Dr. Yardley does uh, to another person? I have had friends I have sent him to take me out to dinner to thank me for Dr. Yardley. And over the I years... I send people to him every chance I get. Yeah, and Valita over the years has, has sent many people in. Um, and they've, they've all been grateful. Well, that's an amazing story. I appreciate you making time to come on and chat with us a little bit, Valita. I hope, you, I hope you're... Uh, I, I wish you continued good health. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I will always sing the praises of Dr. Yardley. Thank you so much, Valida. You take care. You too. That is an amazing uh, testimony to what you do, Dr. Yardley. Uh, it is. And and thank you to Valida. But she's an amazing woman. I've just always enjoyed my, my, my interactions with her. Do you suffer from migraines, headaches, neck and back pain, sciatica, joint pain, or neuropathy? These are all health issues Dr. Yardley's patients have seen incredible improvements with. Hear from over 100 patients at YardleyInstitute.org. Hey, it's Todd Herman. I'm here with a fellow patient of Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C. Craig, you started going through the treatment. What, when did you realize you'd seen improvements? For me, it was at the gym, walking around, realizing, wait a minute, uh, my joint pain's gone. Mine was when I would wake up in the morning. I was having back pain, and uh, I felt like it was going down into my buttocks area. Yeah. I was sleep different ways, hoping that it would fix it, but I would always wake up with a pain after the first one or two uh, sessions with him, I woke up without any pain, and it was such a relief to wake up refreshed without feeling that pain level that I would wake up with. I'm smiling as we're talking, Craig, because I, I remember sleeping in a whole bunch of different wild positions. Yeah. What's it meant for your overall quality of life? It's much different. I mean, I can get up in the morning and bend over and put my socks on, <laughs> which doesn't <laughs> seem like a big deal until you can do it again all of a sudden, you know? Right. I'm a little older and a little wiser, and I've put up with some pain in the past. And I would say, don't be like me and sit out there and hesitate and wait and wait. Just go get it done. I, I couldn't agree more.
Now more of Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to the show. Great to have you here. Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C. is here. Dr. Yardley, I want to talk with you about a, a problem that I know a lot of people come to you about, shoulder, arm, hand problems. Talk to us about that. Well, you know, it's been interesting over the years. I've been in practice. I look at these. I ask questions of myself. How do these things develop? And, and you know, there's many theories on that. But what I found oftentimes is a lot of these problems seem to evolve from issues up in the neck area. Sure, it's possible to wrist, uh, damage a wrist or an elbow or a shoulder. But, you know, in the end, the body is designed to heal itself. So if it's not, there needs to be or that you would look to see if there's some reason why it's not doing it. Well, I mean, in the last 20 years, all of us are spending spending a lot more time sitting at a desk, looking at a screen, using mm-hmm. you, using our small motor skills, and not surprisingly, that it's going to have an impact on the human body over time. That's true. Wear and tear, etc. And And so what I've done clinically is I've taken a closer look at what happens in terms of the, the neck, where the, the nerve supply is that goes to the arm, hands, and fingers. Why don't we tell people where that is? Because, you know, you, you take it for granted. Most people don't. So tell us, where, where are those nerves? Okay. Those nerves that go to the arm, hands, and fingers, they exit at the very bottom of the neck. They travel across your shoulders, down to the arms, the hands, so- we're talking about the back, the back of the neck. Back of the neck, yes. Okay. Yes. And so having looked at a good 17,000 x-rays of people's necks over the years, I've seen a lot of things. And I tend to find that people that have these issues uh, have a deterioration or a breakdown that occurs to the discs and the bones in the middle to the lower part of the neck. Okay. So the next question is, why does that happen? Where does that come from? Now, I've heard it. Well, you know, it's age-related. It's just a... But, you know, all of the discs and all the bones are the same age in the neck, yet only two or three of them seem to be in trouble. So that never really made a lot of sense to me. And then I took a look at how the head was sitting on the neck, and the head weighs 10 15 pounds. That's the weight of a bowling ball. And I started thinking, you know, if that thing is sitting crooked on the neck, why would that neck not be like an unbalanced tire? One part's doing most of the work. The area that does most of the work ages more quickly, wears out more quickly, and voila, we start developing problems to where those nerves go to, the shoulder, the elbows, the wrists, the hands, the fingers. Okay. So we at the Yardley Institute focus on this area, and we've developed procedures that are designed to reposition how the head is sitting on the neck, which is somewhat like balancing a tire on your car. It removes the reason that the tire is wearing in an unbalanced way. So now wait, you can you can help me here with something, Doctor Yardley. If you're gonna if you're gonna actually move my head and, and realign it with with the spine, don't mm-hmm. I have muscles that will stop the head from doing that? You know, certainly muscle memory is part of the process that the body goes through to rehabilitate itself right. when you're correcting this kind of problem. But the thing about muscles is to remember is that muscles can only do two things. They can contract and they can relax. Okay. And even the hardest working muscle in the body, the cardiac muscle, spends more time relaxed than it does contracted. So it's impossible for a muscle to hold the head up continually. <laughs> it moves the head. Okay. It moves the bones. Okay. But it's not going to hold it there okay. because it can't maintain that contraction 16 hours a day. Okay, you got me. Uh, So we found once we did this that even though there was deterioration, there was calcium buildup, there was degeneration in the discs, very often these problems in the shoulders and the uh, elbows and the wrists begin to start healing. They begin to start resolving themselves. Now we're talking like carpal tunnel syndrome. Carpal tunnel is a very common one that we see. tennis elbow? Tennis elbow, yes. 
and um, uh, shoulder problems as well. Well, I I believe you have a story, in fact, talking about shoulder problems. Somebody who had, well, well, tell, tell us the story. Was it John? Yes. Uh, John is a fascinating case. And, and, and one of the things that makes John fascinating to me, well, there's a couple of things. The first thing is, well, you know, he's 86 years old. Okay. I think that's amazing because that's older than my mother. And this guy <laughs> is not slowing down. Okay. He's going to make, he's going to outrun you and I, I think. And he came to me with a problem with his shoulder. And he'd been, he was quite frank about it. He said, it's being diagnosed as a rotator cuff. To which I would normally respond, if it's truly a torn rotator cuff, the only thing that's going to resolve it is surgery. Okay. However, he had different ideas. He said, I'm not having the surgery. I've come to see you to see if you can fix it. Well, I don't fix torn rotator cuffs. That's right. You don't cure anything. Mm-mm. But uh, I certainly found the issues going on with his head and his neck that I had seen in so many cases over the years. And I proposed to him, well, let's correct that, and then let's see what can happen after that. Now, you're talking about the brain-body connection. Brain-body connection and how the head sits on the neck and and redistributing the forces into the neck so the joints do their work, it's, it do the work that they're supposed to. You're also cutting loose the ability of the the nerves you're you're relaxing the the the, the part of the nerves that are not functioning normally. That's right. Yeah, that compromise in the brain-body connection starts being reestablished. So what happened with John? Well, the thing about an 86-year-old, you never really know how much permanent damage there might be in there. Right. And and so w- all that we could do is t- do it and then see what happened. And uh, it was very interesting. John, John travels a long way to see me. He travels almost an hour each way to see me. And uh, he started reporting very early... Uh, improvements in his shoulder in the first, uh, you know, in the first couple of weeks, his left shoulder was doing fifty percent better. He had other things going on, like his low back and stuff that was doing eighty percent better, and and the tension in his his um, hand was starting to do fifty percent better. And then as time went by, it improved and it improved. Uh, we were up at about eighty percent improvement uh, a few months later. It was very clear in John's case that the damage wasn't permanent. His body did have the ability to heal itself. And in his case, he didn't have to go through the surgery. And John isn't necessarily unique. It's amazing the number of your patients where these these matters get taken care of by restoring the brain and body connection. Exactly. You can hear from over 100 patients discuss the incredible improvements they've experienced with Dr. Yardley at the Yardley Institute. Health issues like neck and back pain, headaches, sciatica, neuropathy, vertigo, and many others. Go to YardleyInstitute.org. I found out a few years ago how powerful Dr. Yardley's gentle, non-invasive treatment can be. Hey, it's Todd Herman. You know what happened? My joint pain, gone. My sciatica is gone. My headaches are gone. Stop living with pain. Get your life back. Dr. Yardley's patients have seen remarkable results from health issues like headaches, migraines, vertigo, neck, low back pain, sciatica, fibromyalgia, and neuropathy. Listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. We're back. Thanks for listening to the show. Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C., is here with me. Doctor, we're going to talk to one of your patients, Dorothy, in just a minute or so about uh, spinal stenosis, which uh, I guess is becoming a, a more popular diagnosis. Tell us a little bit about it before we get her on the line here. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of it around these days. And in fact, this particular patient, Dorothy, didn't come to me for spinal stenosis. She was, in fact, scheduled for the surgery for it. 
And, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I suggested when she came in that maybe she might want to give it a little time uh, and see how things went. As it turned out, she never did have the surgery, but she'll tell that story. Spinal stenosis is a condition. Stenosis is a closing off of a canal or a hole. And you'll find the spinal cord itself travels down a series of bones with holes in them. And things can happen as people get older where this begins to start causing a calcium buildup. Now, there's a reason that that happens. Um, calcium just doesn't appear for no reason at all. But there's a calcium buildup, and it begins to start closing off those foramen. And so surgery is done to go in and try and clean that calcium out to take away the, uh, you know, the closing off that's occurring with that. Our approach is a little different. Obviously, we don't do surgery, but we try and explore the underlying biomechanical issues that may be causing that to happen. Well, let's get around the phone here. Sounds good. Dorothy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to have you here. So why don't we begin by having you tell us, what what were you suffering from when you came to Dr. Yardley? What was your uh, difficulty that you were dealing with? Well... I was dealing with not being able to sleep at night. And what was causing that? Were you in pain or what was well, happening? No, I just did. I have no idea why. But my daughter heard over the radio that medications could cause this. And Dr. Yardley had a thing about coming to him. So she signed me up for that. Okay. And you also had some low back pain. Is that right? Right, but see, that wasn't even taken into consideration at the time until we visited with Dr. Yardley, and then it came up that this could help. Well, that's right. Now, you've been diagnosed with spinal stenosis, I think, uh, Dorothy. Exactly. Yeah. I was actually scheduled for an operation. That's right. Well, it was just incidental when I was taking a history that you and your daughter mentioned that in next month you were scheduled for this back surgery. And I think I might have said to you, perhaps you might want to put that off for a month or two and see what happens. Right. Mm. Right. Mm. Kind of frightening to look at back surgery, you know, in any case, and it's not 100% reliable at all, is it? I I have not heard of any back surgery, but I was in such pain, I was willing to try anything. Because mm. my uh, chiropractor finally told me, I can't do any more for you, Dorothy. Well, I'm really oh, glad it, you came in. Um, so, <laughs> and you never did get that surgery done, right? No, no. Never did. Well, let's talk about what you did do. You you had the correction, the procedure with Dr. Yardley. What was it? Was it awful? Did he put his hands all over you? Did they wrench oh, you around, no. Dorothy? <laughs> He barely touched my neck. Yeah, but, and I thought, oh boy, this is really going to do something, you know. <laughs> so you were a little skeptical? Oh, yeah. Good. Okay. I couldn't imagine because I do not understand this process at all. But it works, and that's all I care about. Well, let's talk about it working. How has it changed your life? I mean, are you, are you oh. sleeping better? Now, now, you know something? I don't feel that I'm sleeping all that much better, but I can walk up a hill now. I can walk up a steps, the steps without taking one foot and then putting the foot right next to it. I mean, I can last all day on my feet. I mean, and people have noticed that. I mean, uh, you know, gee, Dorothy, since you don't have the pain anymore, you, you're just looking more alive, you know? So that low back pain that you were facing surgery for, that went away? It's away. Yes, it's gone away. And what is it, how has that changed your life? Like I just said, I mean, I can walk up hills now. I never could walk up a hill. Just It, it just hurt too bad. And I don't limp anymore. I had a limp because it hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I don't limp anymore, and I just don't have any pain in my back anymore. Well, that is really That must good. be just amazing. I mean, to... Oh, it's a miracle. <laughs> I mean, to think of how much pain I was in, that I was actually going to have surgery. And that goes away. That's just a... Uh-huh. That's an amazing story in and of itself. So would you recommend Dr. Yardley to your friends? Oh, definitely. In fact, my neighbor, they were so impressed that um, because they knew how much pain I was in all the time. They were so impressed that he is going to Dr. Yardley now for restless leg syndrome. Now, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, that really comes from the same area. It's the low back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dorothy, I, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with us. I, I, your story is one that's that's pretty amazing, really. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, uh, I you got to see all the looks I get when I when I say that. You know that. I mean, when I tell my story. Yes. Yes. Well, look. Thank you so much for coming on. It's it's really great for you to do that. And um, you know, how many people out there are facing surgery that could be helped if they? Uh, oh, you only bet. knew about it. Yeah. All right, Dorothy. Have a great day. You know, I forgot to mention that she had started back on her exercise class again. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It is. No surgery, exercise class. Exactly. Wow. Are you in pain, facing surgery, or taking drugs with no end in sight? Dr. Yardley is here to help. His gentle, non-invasive treatment allows the body to heal naturally with no drugs or surgery. Learn more at YardleyInstitute.org. Hey, so George is a fellow patient of Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C., and he's dealing with a whole list of health problems prior to seeing Dr. Yardley. He had balance issues, constant numbness, tingling pain in both feet, serious low back pain. He even had low back surgery, but you're still in pain. So, George, what happened after you started to see Dr. Yardley? I started going to Dr. Yardley, and uh, just uh, everything changed around. I, I tried running, and I thought I'd never run again. So I tried running the other day, and it, it's it's getting better. You know, it's some some might not call it running, but to me, yes. it's a lot. Hey, George, running is running. So how's the pain? Is it still there? Yeah, I know the pain. I don't have pain anywhere. That's awesome. Tell me, what's that meant for your quality of life? You know, I have as good a quality as a guy my age uh, can have. I don't know of anybody that has any better. You know, I'm semi-retired. I'd say pretty excellent for my age. George, I'm so happy for you. Now more of Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back. That's Dr. Lee Yardley. We're here. Thank you for joining us here on the show. In just a moment, Dr. Yardley, we're going to talk to one of your patients, Ken, who apparently was facing surgery. Now, you're not going to tell me that your procedure replaces surgery necessarily. No, but but spinal surgery does you know, have a low success rate, and I think that if someone's facing it, they should explore uh, more conservative options first. Well, let's find out what he has to say. We'll talk to Ken here. Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you. And Dr. Lee Yardley is here. Hi, Ken. Hi, Dr. Yardley. So, Ken, let's talk about what led you to go see Dr. Yardley. What were you suffering from? What was going on in your life? Um, I had a lot of headaches, a lot of stress and pain in my neck and in my shoulders, and it was very painful, and I was having trouble sleeping, and it was affecting my posture. I was leaning to the left quite a bit. What kind of impact was that having on your day-to-day life, Ken? Uh, it was having a pretty severe impact. Um, when uh, Socially, the pain was so great that it would shut me down in the evenings, 
a lot of times around four or five o'clock, and I would have to go to bed very close to that time in the past. I did not. I stepped to ten or eleven, and I would just become quiet if we were out socially because pain does captivate your attention. Absolutely, to sure. A degree. And and you would you talked to some doctors I know, um, and what were they saying to you? What needed to be done? Well, what happened? I was suffering this pain from about May or June. I got in contact with Dr. Yardley, and I just started treatments with him when I got blood poisoning. It's called uh, cesspis, I think they call it. Okay. Whatever. And I had a very rough time with that. And when I was in the hospital, uh, I got out in about four days. They sent me to a neurosurgeon, and I had to go get an MRI because they saw things in a CAT scan in my neck region, in my upper cervical region. And so I went and saw this doctor and saw the pictures, which weren't very good at all. I could understand what he was saying, and he wanted to uh, remove the backside of my vertebrates, five for sure, maybe six. And I had learned from Dr. Yardley there's only seven of them there. It scared me quite a bit. I was very concerned about it. And uh, so he said, we'll schedule surgery in September. And my comment was, well, can we wait a little bit? And um, he said I needed it soon, very soon. And so I said, how about October? And I said, well, could I wait to the end of the year? And I was trying to gain time. I know that wasn't the right thing, but it was just so shocking to me, the thought of having those things removed and just what that might do. And he gave me a window of less than a year and probably said three months, maybe six all right, so you went to see Dr. Yardley. He did the procedure on you. Correct. And and what happened? After I had that adjustment, the great thing was my headaches stopped real soon after that. I mean, they went from being very severe to very little headache at all. Mm-hmm. How about your neck pain and your low back pain? My neck pain and my back pain definitely got better, but it was more gradual. It was not like the headache that went away immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, it took it took some time and it's improved substantially. So, where are you today? Are you still looking at surgery? No, I am not. And I have been called twice by the doctor and asked if I wanted to come in if I was scheduling surgery. I told him I was doing much better, and I would like to continue doing that. You so know? tell me about your quality of life today. Well, that's improved. That's improved quite a bit. So I was able to start mowing my lawn again and doing some of that stuff and working out in the gym a little bit. And I'm gradually doing that. I don't want to overdo things, but I know I'm getting better. And the idea of not having that surgery is just wonderful feeling. Um, when I found out I was supposed to have that, um, I was able to get in contact with two people that have had that neck pain and that kind of stuff and had the surgery. And one of them is fused, his back and his neck. And if you want to talk to him, he has to turn to face you. And that's, I didn't want that. And he kind of wished he hadn't had it, but he had it. It's been a while. And the other person is going through she had much more complications, though. She had an injury, physical injuries, shoulder and neck and everything. But she's in her fifth surgery and wears a neck brace. And um, it's just something I'm so glad that Dr. Yardley uh, helped me so I didn't have to go through that. If I hadn't been in contact with him and tried him out and come and seeing him, I would have gone for it because my pain was so strong and my condition and not sleeping and having difficulty at night. It was getting a little bit more to me than I could handle. It was overwhelming. 
Well, Ken, I want to take a moment to say thank you for uh, coming on with us. It's really a pleasure to talk with you. It sounds like you've had a great experience with Dr. Yardley. I have had a wonderful experience. Well, Ken, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. You're welcome. Dr. Yardley, I can't think of anything more frightening than than a doctor saying that they were going to surgically work on my neck, you know, go in there and and root around. I just don't know. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It sounds like in the case of Ken, I mean, he was feeling the same thing and you made a big change in his life. Absolutely. And he's doing so much better. And it's all with aligning the brain and the body and facilitating the body's ability to heal itself. Do you suffer from migraines, headaches, neck and back pain, sciatica, joint pain, or neuropathy? These are all health issues Dr. Yardley's patients have seen incredible improvements with. Hear from over 100 patients at YardleyInstitute.org. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. We're back. Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C., is here with me. Lee, I know you've been doing a lot of uh, reading on longevity, a lot of studying, quality of life. Um, What have you found with that? I'm very curious about what you've uh, discovered. Well, you know, these days there's a a lot of drumbeat out there about longevity, and um, uh, especially for the baby boomers, etc. And one of the things I've maintained for years is that we are a health science institute, not a longevity institute. Okay. And the reason that I've maintained that is because I, I think that longevity is a constant and a given. It's not a moving target. I mean, if we take a look at what happens as we age, I mean, when we start hitting, you know, 40 and moving on to 50 and 60, um, various health problems start evolving and developing. Uh, You know, in the 40s, quite often, ladies will start getting gallstones. Kidney stones can begin to develop. I had kidney stones, as you know. Miserable, you know. Menopause, acid reflux, weight gain begins to start occurring. Sure. Uh, In our 50s, high blood pressure can start creeping in. Yep. Elevated cholesterol. Uh, Sleep apnea, risk problems, prostate problems. Uh, in our 60s, we start seeing people going through uh, knee replacements, hip replacements, rotator cuff surgery, um, osteopenia, which is the beginning of osteoporosis, mm-hmm. uh, heart irregularity problems, thyroid dysfunctions, even type 2 diabetes. You have to go quickly just because there's so much. Well, that's true. That's true. So, the, yeah, the question here, uh, Frank, is what is the solution to this? And it's simple. Don't live that long. <laughs> Die at 40 and you've got this thing licked. You can hear people reaching to turn off the show even as we speak. Thank you so much for well, giving people hope, Lee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe we need a plan B. Okay. And let's take a look at that. Now, we've been really led to believe that, that our longevity, which currently is about 80 to 90 years of age, right. is as a result of antibiotics and modern medicine. Sure. Not supported by the evidence. It's not? No. Okay. Years ago, I was um, uh, touring the Versailles in, in France, and the Versailles has some of the most beautiful artwork in the world, but they also have this series of corridors where they've got uh, portraits of all of royalty throughout the century. Oh, yeah. They have that in the British Museum. They have all the royalty up in the Yeah, yeah and they have the year they were born and the year that they died. Right. And I had the opportunity to tootle down that particular aisle with my calculator, and I calculated how long these guys were living for and the ladies were living for. And? Amazingly, short of like Marie Antoinette, most of them <laughs> were living till they were, she got cut short a little yes, bit. Yes, she did. It was cut short, yes. Yeah. But um, they were living till they were 80 or 90. In fact, Hippocrates, really? Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, 300 okay. years before the birth of Christ, lived till he was 90 years of age. 
So what's happened is this. The average age that the average person in the population is living to has increased because we've got rid of the plague right. and because we, we've got better hygiene. But the actual potential longevity has not changed at all. The it's human exactly. being has always been built to, to last that long. Yeah, until we were 85 years of age, give or take a few years, sure. you see. So, um, you know, if we ended death and by default birth, it, this wouldn't be a pleasant place to live in. You realize that. And and for us to likewise know our time and manner of death would be more of a burden than it would be of an asset. Yeah, that's often a, a theme in literature. It's it's Wolverine, the, the movie right now. Yeah. You know, that's all about a person who really doesn't age and it is a you know, double edged sword. Exactly. So the Yardley Institute is really all about quality of life and improving quality of life. As opposed to necessarily extending your life. Exactly. We make no claims in that area, but we do make claims about improving one's quality now, of life. Now, I always ask you for a story in that regard. Can you give me an example of how you do that, how you improve somebody's quality of life, Lee? Yeah, about two months ago, I had uh, an amazing couple come in, and they'd driven all the way from Edmonds. And oh, primarily, they had driven for help with the wife. She had some health issues going on. Okay. The husband explained to me, really didn't have any health issues, or at least he didn't think so. And, and so he uh, was having none of it. That I, I, I've heard that kind of thing before. Well, actually, he had made an appointment for himself. Oh, uh, good. And what had happened was, in the short time he'd been in my office, he started realizing that we were about something else. And so he was very interested. And so we processed both of them as um, uh, as new, new patients. Mm-hmm. And um, during the time we talked, I found out that he was dealing with some major health issues that he didn't think were important, but high blood pressure and type 2 diabetes. Um, I think acid reflux, certainly elevated cholesterol levels were going sure. on. And, and I can say for certain it was the acid reflux as well. So I made some suggestions to him, and then he followed through, and actually I had the opportunity to sit down with him just this past week and review the progress over the first eight weeks. The amazing thing is that he is, he's lowered his uh, blood pressure medication, his diabetes medication. He's off completely his cholesterol-lowering medication. Really? He's lost 14 pounds. I mean, this guy's life has turned around. Now, wait a second. Did he take on a big, heavy exercise program to lose those 14 pounds? Uh, one of the recommendations I made is that he change his eating habits. I recommended the paleo diet to him. Right. And he certainly made those changes. Uh, but he also started get, by getting his brain-body connection corrected as well. Um, and uh, there's been some profound changes in, in this gentleman's life. So what we're talking talking about is not stretching out the number of years the human body can live. We know it has a certain range. Mm-hmm. But what we're really talking about is what that journey is like to the end of life, or if you will, quality of life. Exactly. Reconnecting the brain and the body helps with that, Lee? How? Um, because you'll find that, that health is all about control systems and communication. And when you've got a compromise in the brain-body connection, by definition, you've got compromised communication. So by restoring that, what do you get? Um, by restoring the communication, you restore the control systems back to the way that they were before. It's kind of like going back to your default setting. Rebooting the computer. There you go. That's a wonderful analogy. 